Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and you're back at Laurel's World Money Talks. We're here having conversations about how to make money, keep money, invest money, do it with teammates, and keep your wealth. Uh, today's a really interesting conversation. It's really how do you protect legally your internet business? And so few people don't do it. And the cyber hacking and cyber stalking is bigger than it's ever been. In fact, I just invested into a cyber uh, technology company uh, as an investment because I think it's uh, it's not just the wave of the future. It's going to be the the constant thing that we need to be <laughs> protective of. So I have with me today uh, Heather Pierce Campbell. She's from Seattle, Washington. She's a lawyer and uh, just brilliant. So welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. So tell them a little more about you and your okay. background. So I am an attorney and legal coach based in Seattle, Washington. I provide um, both legal information and traditional legal services for people based in Washington, but legal coaching for small businesses and entrepreneurs around the U.S., which is legal information tailored mm -hmm. to um, small businesses. Online entrepreneurs, a huge component of that in modern business is the online presence, um, as well as legal tools, which, which include contract templates and various tools that really are essential to running a successful modern business. Great. So talk about protecting your internet business because I think, I mean, if you if you think of all the listeners that are here, right, and there's thousands and thousands, they all, even if it's a simple little URL, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's interesting is, you know, I'm thinking about this, like I have, you know, we have our wedding, you know, site, you know, littlejason.com, you know, there's no protection on that. People can load our websites, <laughs> our pictures. I'm thinking, oh my God, like, we, like, so there's a lot of people, right? I have personal sites that just yeah. have fun things. And then I have like the machine of live out loud. And, yeah. but don't you think most people, I'd say what, 80, 90 have a website of some sort? Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're in modern, I mean, if you're, if you're doing something, you know, current in the business world, yeah. you're online. And most people, what I described just downstairs now was the, the online portion of business world of the business world is like the wild west of business yeah right? it is the legal rules yeah. and stuff haven't yeah. quite yeah. gotten up with the real yeah. caught up with the reality of being online so we're seeing some legal rules of like uh evolve pretty rapidly to attempt to catch up but yeah. this issue of cybersecurity, for example yeah i think in 2015 50 percent of all businesses experience some data breach or cyber security wow. yeah cybersecurity issue of some kind and last year it was i think it went up to 60 percent um cyber security insurance policies are the fastest growing insurance policy right now no, okay. i love that i didn't know you could get that yes look at that yes you, you gotta can. write that down I'm writing that down <laughs> for people that are developing online databases and have a lot of value in their database you absolutely absolutely should consider it because uh, what happens and is increasingly happening is as businesses get hacked, and most small businesses fall prey to the belief that, well, like, I'm a small business, I'm not going to be targeted, you know, individually. Most hacks happen as a group. 
Really? hundred business. Yeah. So even though you hear about like Home Depot or Target or all these big wigs, right? A lot of them got hacked simultaneously. Really? Yes. It's the way that hacking works. So even though they're reported generally on an individual basis, uh, small businesses are just as prone as these big businesses. So let's do two things. Talk a little more about that, like mm-hmm. how it happens. Mm-hmm. And then let's give our listeners some like very strategic, like getting insurance. What else could yes. they do? Um, cause I'm curious in the, just the overall conversation, is it the database, the credit card merchant service or the URL and intellectual property? Like what is the, the thing they want the most or is it a little yeah. bit of all of it? Now you raise a lot of the big risks about being online. One is exposing your IP, right? Yeah. So if you're selling things online, if you're publishing your business stuff and content online, you definitely have some intellectual property to think about that you need to protect uh, possibly from you know a back-end federal registration standpoint, but for sure from a standard um, contractual standpoint, your website terms and conditions, right? And if you're selling things, terms of purchase, those put contract terms in place about how somebody can use your information, use your program, your digital products, whatever you're selling yeah. online. It's a huge part of it. And I can't tell you how many people have come to me after creating online programs and products, having them ripped off, duplicated, published somewhere else on the web by somebody else, um, claiming them as their own and having to figure out now how to get that content taken down and what should they have done in the first place to protect themselves. Interesting. You need terms. It's about getting your back to business contracts. Wow. You need your business contracts in place. Do you put them on? The, is it smart to put your contracts on a website or a downloadable so yes, yes. If you have okay. a great question if you have general information available on your website you need terms and conditions on your website which are going to address things including even your IP that you make generally available and it's really called terms of use or a license agreement right yeah certain portion of it which literally just tells somebody what they can do with the information you're putting on their website and you disclaim certain liability, you have other things that are com- that are combined into those terms. If you're selling something, what is the safest way to protect your online program or product or digital information? Is think of the Apple, like the iTunes, yeah. click the terms of purchase, right? And then you have the whole thing that follows if you choose to go read it. That is the safest from a legal standpoint is to actually physically require a click before they do anything. Before they purchase. It's critical that and it's... And that's going to stand up in court against any battle or anything that Most you, of the time. Okay. If, they, if they have clicked and it has the right language that says, I have read and agree to these terms, right? And they have the option to click over and read those terms prior to or just at that's the point really of purchage. That's that too. I yes, always think. It's Look huge at my little list over here. Otherwise, what the court does is says, well, it's kind of like a bait and switch. You let them purchase without seeing the terms. And then, for example, maybe they get the welcome email or the follow-up that says, by the way, here's the terms that apply. Not as strong Good. as the click right prior to the purchase. So there are there are like the right way to do it and, you know, the less right way to do it when it comes to online sales. Interesting. So are there ways to protect specifically like merchant service, credit cards? What are some very just drill down on that that guy? That's huge. And uh, these are going to be a lot of questions that you want to probably bring to your online credit card processor, right? There's different, different companies that do this, but some of them have safety mechanisms built in, 
right? So what we see uh, tremendously nowadays is what's called friendly fraud. It's nothing friendly about fraud, but this is totally on the rise. Um, a huge majority of the refunds, right? So I'm sure you've experienced this in your business. Somebody purchases something online and then rather than raising an issue with you, they go right to the credit card company and dispute the purchase. Yep. Like I wasn't behind it. Somebody stole my card, whatever, right? This is called friendly fraud. They actually made the purchase, but they're relying on terms that exist in place with their credit card company to essentially dispute it for them. And so what you want in place is um, various mechanisms that, that take place at the point of purchase that include address confirmation, mm -hmm. right? So even if it's a digital product, you want to get a mailing address or a physical address along with the purchase because then that's run against the credit card as a Good. double check, yeah. right? You always want to ask for the security code on the card. Um, and then there's additional levels of protection that you can put in place with the processor that will um, act as a double check. And I don't have my list in front of me yeah. right now because yeah. it's like 10 or 11 items. But the conversation you want to have with your payment processor or merchant account is um, what do you have available to protect me from friendly fraud oh, and fraudulent Because they'll list what they, what they have in place. And then might cost you a little more. So for example, let's say that you're shipping products, Yeah. right? There's also a tremendous amount of friendly fraud that happens with shipped products where they just claim they didn't get them. Oh, interesting. So if you're shipping stuff through an online business, you absolutely want signature confirmation. It's going to cost you more, but it will drastically re decrease your rate of friendly fraud because when you have both the address confirmation at the point of purchase and the delivery address and they're the same thing and they match the card and the person entered the security code, it becomes much harder for somebody to complete to so they didn't get it. Yeah. Or to say that they weren't the one that made the purchase. Oh, interesting. So somebody in your household made the purchase and took acceptance of the product, right? Interesting. So what else do we need to know? Um, so IP is a big one on the cybersecurity, right? So you have the the cybersecurity issues from a fraud standpoint that happens at the point of purchase. Cybersecurity generally, right? If you are a business that's doing a lot of business online, look into a cybersecurity insurance policy. Yeah. Um, if you are growing a database online using lead magnets, having a newsletter that you have people sign up for, right? A lot of people don't know this. You shouldn't be doing that in the United States without a privacy policy in place. Because what happens is if you do get hacked on the back end, and this is increasing obviously a lot given just the current yeah. you know, state of the world, um, is that depending on the size of the breach and the risk to your client or your consumer, yep. um, you're getting government investigations into these group breaches on the back end. And the first thing they're going to ask a business is show me your policy. Show me your privacy policy. And are you following it? Tell me what you did to follow up on that. And this is to protect the privacy of your clients. Yes. This okay. is really about the privacy of your clients because um, once their information has been exposed to the world and maybe it was through something you did wrong on your website because you didn't have proper protections in place, right? There are firewalls and different things that you can put in place. And I'm not <laughs> like a technical guru, but I actually do have a report um, that people can access that if they, if they follow some pretty basic things that I lay out, they reduce up to about 85% of the majority of risks based online. Sorry so give that. me the report that we'll put up on the guest page. Yes. It is called the Internet of Things 
and cybersecurity issues faced by modern entrepreneurs. Awesome. And then what we will do is also give you uh, the list of the people that downloaded it so you can follow them awesome. up and see if they uh, they need any extra help. Don't you think this is just a completely... I love that you actually brought up the topic. Uh, when we first started, I had asked Tether, I said, so what else should we talk about? And she said, internet. Because don't you think it's completely... It's tricky. Well, and not very talked about. I and mean, you know me. I mean, I've got thousands, thousands, thousands of clients. And it's a pretty rare conversation in any of our money conversations, what they're doing to protect their internet and their clients mm -hmm. on the internet. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's a huge tool used by modern businesses when it's used successfully to grow your database. Like you're one of your most critical components in yep. your business, right? And so you don't want to put that at risk if you can avoid it. So what about databases? How do you protect that? Um, again, this is where you check with, depending on who you use as a database, right? So yeah, CRM provider. or your yeah. provider, whether it's Infusionsoft or somebody else, what they do, first of all, to run backups, what they do to help you keep your information yeah. safe. And just know that being online, there's no way to keep your information, including your database and your clients, 100% safe. So that is the risk of modern business and being online. But the next best thing you can do, have policies in place. And do you actually put all these policies them. in one place on the website? What's it look like? Internal company policy for okay. certain of these. But the, the privacy policy, absolutely. That is what you do publish on your website alongside your terms and conditions. Your terms and conditions, think of those as the general rules that outline how people can use your information, disclaim certain liability because we can't guarantee that people right. are going to use the information use in the way properly. that we provide it, right? So you yeah. have proper disclaimers and other things. Um, so think of your website terms and conditions as your general ground rules, including a lot of rules about how people can use it. Your privacy policy fulfills your obligation to your consumer and your client right about what you're doing with their information. How are you trying to keep it safe, right? What technology are you using? Are you tracking their other internet activities, which you have to disclose, right? If you use cookies and stuff on your site, all a part of modern marketing. So there's all these things that are required to be disclosed so that people can decide, am I comfortable giving this business my information knowing it's gonna be used this way? And what steps do they take to protect it? And so. Part of the problem arises when you don't have policies in place. You're not disclosing them to people, and then you're not following them, right? Interesting. But it's multi-step, yeah. So I love this conversation. I think we should actually do like a longer webinar, put it on there's YouTube. A lot. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. And uh, I'm just thinking of all of our clients and folks that probably don't even have, like you said, a privacy policy properly oh, done. Because yeah. um, what comes to mind is like, even if I could prove that let's just use the grocery store across the street for my building, mm -hmm. Safeway sells my purchasing data, which I'm sure mm -hmm. they do. Where, like how does an individual even begin to defend or prove, right? That all of a sudden, because, you know, let's just say I buy, you know, a lot of whatever, Pedialyte. Yeah. And all of a sudden I get Pedialyte coupons. You know darn good and well, they're selling my data to get me to buy other shit. Oh, that's right. Or so. you spend any time on Facebook. And that's interesting because this started as a conspiracy theory. No, no, it's real. Talk about something really, really random that you would never otherwise talk about in your life near your smartphone for about 30 minutes. Have a conversation about it. You will be surprised that probably within 24 hours, you will start seeing advertisements. And it, it will freak people the heck out. But this is how modern technology is being used for things that you had a conversation with about once that you otherwise have never searched for online. I mean, it's 
it gets really crazy the way that companies are able to access data in, in ways that we still have no idea about. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So way beyond this. Yeah, I just don't think about the conspiracy. I mean, I know people in the NSA <laughs> and CIA. It's exciting. And most people have no idea how much they're being watched. They think that's oblivious. I mean, we're... If, if you, this... This video right here in your computer, most oh. people have a video capability yeah. built. There was some crazy statistic that up to 70% of all video, like cameras are, are, in our smartphones, have been turned on at some point and somebody on the other end monitoring them without you knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so it's, I know. No, it's, it's not crazy. Thing. It's true. It's, yeah. It's true. So, Heather, thank you. You're and welcome. again, go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts to uh, get Heather's report on just the like beginning pieces of how to protect yourself on the internet. So I appreciate that. And uh, all of you, again, you're listening to uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks here at our podcast. If you've enjoyed it and know other people that need to be listening to this content, pass on the podcast, go to iTunes or any uh, Google Play store, download my uh, podcast and get it out to the world. And let's have this conversation about money change. It's so desperately needed. So thanks for being with me. I'll uh, be in touch soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week. Oh, 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 oh